back now with more Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now, Chicago is serious about Pride Month, and this June's been jam-packed with festivals, concerts, activist demonstrations, and of course, drag shows. Today is the last day of June, so we are reflecting on a month of pride. Joining us is someone you might have seen at the parade in Uptown last weekend. Drag queen Ramona Mirage did a play-by-play of the event, and she joins us now. Hey, Ramona. Hi, how are you? Doing well. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm so curious. What is Ramona like? So Ramona started in New York City, uh, where I'm originally from. And so she's very inspired by Broadway, uh, very performancey. I'm a comedy performer. I love to make people laugh. Okay. I'm actually a full-time therapist. And so I always say in my professional office, as well as at my drag shows, I want people to come in with all their troubles and leave with a smile on their face, laughing and forgetting everything that they came in worrying about. So I do a lot of comedy mixes. As I said, a lot of Broadway inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Tell us about that event that you emceed last weekend. What was the vibe like? Oh, it was great. So I had the pleasure of emceeing for the Pride Arts Center in Uptown in Chicago. Um, There was probably about 50 to 75 people there. I was with an incredible Joan Rivers impersonator all the way from Canada. And we just had some witty little banter, commenting on the parade, entertaining some folks. And it was very, you know, pride, the energy is always so high. And this year was certainly no different. It's always a pleasure to be at the parade and just feel engulfed in everyone's pride from all over. I mean, people come to the parades in the cities from you know, small little um, country towns where they may not know other queer folks. And so it's always so beautiful to see the queer community come together and to see people who may be seeing people who look like them for the first time. Yeah, it it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Was that your first time emceeing at the parade? It was my first time emceeing at the parade. I've emceed a ton of shows and charity events and all sorts of things all over the country, but this was my first time ever emceeing a parade, so it was a very big privilege for me to have. So you moved to Chicago a year ago, uh, Ramona. For those who aren't familiar listening to us right now, how would you describe the drag scene here? I think the drag scene, drag scene in Chicago is very diverse, and that is in every sense of the word. I have never seen a drag community that has so many variations of performance style and inspiration and just art. It's really inspirational for me as an artist, as well as me as a social worker, just to see uh, how reflective the drag community is of the diversity of the queer community at large. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Chicago drag is, frankly, in my experience, it's the most welcoming drag community I've ever seen. No one is judgmental. No one's expecting one certain kind of art, no matter what you do, if it's your first time, if you're years into it, if you're more, more of a classic kind of older school entertainer or a more alternative performer, whatever it is, people are always so accepting and they just want to, as long as you're having fun and enjoying yourself, that usually resonates with the Chicago audience. You know, you talked earlier about the uh, the energy that Pride brings. Did this Pride feel different for you, though, than previous ones? I don't think so. If anything, it may have had more energy. You know, I do, I do feel that after the decision by the Supreme Court on Friday, I think people might have been more riled up. But honestly, I found it didn't affect us in that way. I think 
the queer community has been so impacted by these sorts of decisions time and time and time again over decades and even centuries. Mm -hmm. This is something that we're used to, uh, sadly, and but we are a very resilient people. And we don't let these things get us down. We will, I think the way that the community looks at this, in the same way that Pride was founded on with Stonewall, is we have this moment of celebration, we look at where we came from. And once Pride is over, which, as you mentioned, today is the last day, we're going to come back fighting on July 1st, and we're not going to let this stop us. Um, We're not going to sit down and be quiet. We never have, we never will be. But we're also not going to let it affect our celebration of where we've come as a community. So the overturning of Roe v. Wade has inspired the drag community to keep going? I think I think so. You know, drag artists are founded on politics and liberation. I think a lot of people forget that. A lot of people are unaware that the pride movement started with black and brown trans folks, specifically trans women. And so it's always been political because they are some, they are the most marginalized community in my mind. And so we've been founded as a community on political activism and especially drag artists in that regard. And so this is just pushing us even harder and reminding us of the the work that still needs to be done for our community, even though there always had to be. And there was so much other laws and things that we needed to fight. This is just, I think, a reinvigoration for the community to really get up and come together more so than before. Yeah. Well, if you had to pick one highlight of this Pride Month, what was that for you? So I have the privilege of hosting a biweekly show of my own at Pilot Project Brewing in Logan Square. And we had an event on Sunday night. And one of my performers, Avery Knight, who is a burlesque performer, asked me after the decision of Roe v. Wade if they could do a performance inspired by that. And I will say, and I said this on the mic at the show, this was hands down in my five-year drag career, and I've been supporting drag even before that, Mm -hmm. the most impactful performance I've ever seen. They did a burlesque number to I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis, Mm -hmm. and it it was inspired where at one point they pulled out a coat hanger and ended in bloody panties and to represent how impactful that these women are in this decision that they have to make. And it, it there was not a dry eye in the room. It was wow. completely silent. It was just, you know, in, in I think that's the power of drag and the power of art in general and burlesque as another example. You don't need to say anything. The performance says it all. And again, it's a reminder that first and foremost, drag is political. And that's why we're here is to open people's minds. And as much as it's fun and drag race has really opened the door for that, we have to constantly remember where we came from and that drag is first and foremost political. Well, before I let you go, Ramona, where else can folks see you perform? Yeah, so as I said, I have my biweekly show, uh, Mirage, at Pilot Project Brewing every first and third Sunday of each month. Other than that, I'm around Chicago. I'm going to be doing some traveling around the Midwest, hopefully in August and September. Whenever I'm back in New York, uh, which is fairly often where I'm from, I'll be performing there. So for anyone interested, Find me on social media, Ramona Mirage on Instagram and Facebook. I'm always posting about my events, and I'd love to meet all of you at one of my shows. That is the fabulous Ramona Mirage. Ramona, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we are not done talking about Pride just yet. Now we're going to turn to the organizer of another event focused on the LGBTQ community, Earlier this week, the Transformative Law Project did a presentation on legal issues with the Evanston Public Library. Lorena Neal is a legal literacy librarian there, and she organized this event. Hi, Lorena. Welcome. 
Hi, how are you? Doing well. Talk to us about how this event actually came together. Sure. Uh, So my position uh, as a legal literacy librarian is focused on bridging the justice gap and connecting public library patrons to legal information and services in general. Um, And it's part of a larger access to justice movement, which is centered on making our legal system more accessible for the average person uh, who may not be able to afford an attorney or who might not know where to start when they're faced with a legal issue in their personal life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my job includes collecting and maintaining lists of free and low-cost legal resources, uh, partnering with Illinois Legal Aid Online as a legal self-help center for people, and then also producing legal information programs to help our patrons uh, to be aware of their legal rights and connect them with uh, resources. So one of these programs that we have is called Law at the Library, and it's a monthly program that we produce in collaboration with the Chicago Bar Association and the Chicago Public Library. Mm-hmm. And every month we feature a lawyer speaking briefly about a different legal topic, uh, followed by a question and answer session. And for Pride Month, obviously, we wanted to do a session that focused on the unique legal issues that LGBTQIA people play, face. Yeah. Uh, so so hence the topic. So so talk more about that, those unique issues, as, as you as you put it, uh, that are specific to queer and, and trans folks. What are they? Sure. Uh, so some of those issues may include name changes, uh, housing and workplace discrimination, uh, making sure to have powers of attorney for both health care and finances, uh, as well as a will or trust to make sure uh, that a person's chosen family is involved in their most important life decisions, especially if their biological family is not necessarily supported. Was the setup such that, that folks were able to submit questions to the lawyers? Yeah. Yes. So we do this over Zoom since the pandemic. uh, So it's accessible to anyone with an Internet connection or with a phone. Um, And the the general uh, format is that the lawyers give a a brief presentation and then open it up to the attendees to ask their questions. What would you say you learned, Lorena? Um, the, The most interesting thing that I think I learned on this one was that Illinois has one of the most restrictive name change laws in the country. And the Transformative Justice Law Project is working with the Illinois legislature to propose changes to this law to bring it more in line with other states. What kind of feedback did you get from from folks who participated? Sounds like it was really helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very popular series in general. I mean, a lot of issues apply to a lot of different people at different phases in their life. But this one, you know, was was I think a, it was a new topic for us and it got very positive reception. And we're hoping to do it again to make sure that uh, we keep this information front of mind for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if folks did happen to miss it, is there a chance to watch it back or listen back to the presentation? Absolutely. Uh, You can visit the Evanston Public Library YouTube channel and look for the Law at the Library playlist there. And you can see the video of both this event as well as past events in the series. Well, I know there's a lot happening at uh, at the library. So talk to us about some of the other events or or resources that we should keep an eye on and, and check out. Sure. Uh, So actually this afternoon, uh, Evanston Public Library is collaborating with the Moran Center on what's called the Erase Project, where attorneys will help people remove evictions and certain criminal convictions from their records to help them find housing. So that's going to be today from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Robert 
Crown Branch of the Evanston Public Library, 1801 Main Street in Evanston. Um, and this is important because the particular law that makes it easier to erase past evictions from your record expires at the end of this July. Um, so if people are not able to make the event today, there are no appointments needed. You can just show up. Uh, but if you can't make it today, uh, you can contact the Moran Center for more uh, details and information about how to get this done. Uh, I can give their number if you're interested. Sure. 847-492-1410. Um, and in terms of other things that we offer at the library, we do maintain, as I said, a, a list of legal resources that are either free or low cost. Mm -hmm. um, and we do have a, a separate page of LGBTQIA resources in the area uh, for people who want to refer to that. That's wonderful. Now, you know, as I mentioned, Pride Month, it's coming to a close, right? Today's the technically the last day. As you reflect yes. on the month, Lorena, what would you say has been the highlight for you? Well, one thing we always keep front of mind at the library is that we want to be sure we're not focusing on any specific population only once a year. Um, so we're always taking active steps to make sure that equity and inclusion are considered in all of our programming, no matter when. But that said, I think I think there's such value in setting aside time for people to feel seen and to feel heard and mm -hmm. to celebrate their joy and acknowledge their struggles. So that's really my favorite part of Pride Month or, or any of the, the months that we, we celebrate year round is giving people an opportunity to shine and to be heard. I think that's a really important point that you bring up about just making sure that this is not just every June, right? Can that's, you give, a, can you right. give examples of, of how you're kind of keeping the thread going throughout the year? Sure. So uh, we have a number of book clubs, for example, and we make sure to choose uh, from diverse authors across different genres uh, to make sure that, you know, it's not sort of just the, the same old, same old being heard over and over again. Uh, we look for speakers and programs throughout the year uh, that are going to provide a variety of perspectives. Yeah. Any advice for those listening to us, Lorena, that, you know, want to make sure that they keep the celebration of pride and, and education as well going even after June? Uh, I would say go to epl.org, the Evanston Public Library's website. Uh, we have lists there of uh, great books by LGBTQIA plus authors um, and all sorts of resources uh, where you can learn more about uh, your options if you are part of that community uh, or learn more about the community, even if you're not. Great. Can you tease anything before you go that's exciting coming up later this summer at the library? Uh, let's see. Uh, I also handle the Science Fiction and Fantasy Book Club, and we are having special programs in connection with uh, the WorldCon 80th uh, Hugo's convention, the, the cool. sci-fi convention in Chicago. So we're going to be hosting book programs in connection with that in August, and I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to have you back, right? <laughs> I, I would love to be there. That is Lorraine and Neil, legal literacy librarian at the Evanston Public Library. Thank you so much. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.